how much is a used PlayStation 4? <laughs> <laughs> Why would he ask me that question? Is your dad <laughs> trying to get into games? I don't know. You you should call him and tell him that he's on the podcast and find out <laughs> why he wants to... He's at work, so I can't call. <sighs> he doesn't use texting. He uses um, this app called WhatsApp. Okay. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. It's owned by Facebook. Yeah, because he, since he lives in Mexico, mm. he doesn't have a phone number that I can call without whatever charges. Yeah. So we use this app to text and do... You can do phone calls on it, you know, kind of like... What's the, there's another one that's kind of like WhatsApp. Anyway, he just, it's funny, he ran him. How much is a used PlayStation 4? Isn't, isn't that, an, is that a, a question a, that's easier to answer by just Googling it? Yeah, like, why are you, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I haven't owned a PlayStation 4 ever, I don't think. And that's I've never newest. been in the market for a used one either. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I asked him why. We'll wait and see what he says. I'm curious now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried Waterloo? No. Similar to LaCroix? Very similar, except the the grapefruit flavor was... No good? No, it, it was suspiciously, like, grapefruity. Like, too much? Yeah, it was like, hmm, what else <clears throat> is in here that they're lying about? Yeah. I've seen, like, the simple organic truth LaCroix mm-hmm. that are cheaper than LaCroix. Just been hesitant. So when I've been trying to take a shower, I've been attempting, and let me know if this is weird. <laughs> I've been attempting to get Guinness to come into the shower <laughs> so that I could just real quickly just give him a quick bath. A quick bath. Because if, if, if I could get him to willingly just hop in the shower, he could be clean all the time. It'd yeah, because he's so little. Yeah, he's so little. It's it'd be so fast and so easy. Uh, but I he he's skeptical. He likes to lick the water of the shower. Like once you're done. Yeah, which is gross. Like hops inside and licks all the water. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't get him. Maybe I need to when he's licking, close the door real quick and, and then shut, <laughs> shut it on. Turn it on. Oh man. When I was younger, I did that to my cat. You would just bring the cat in with you? Well, I he the cat, there's a story behind it, but it peed <laughs> all over itself, and I had, I didn't know what else. You have to, to tell that story. I know, I know. How did it pee all over itself? It. <clears throat> we used to have this really tall Christmas tree. It's like a 10-foot tree in one of my older houses mm-hmm. when I was younger, and uh, the cat like would climb up the middle of the tree. I'm assuming a lot of cats do that by climbing up the middle of the tree. So our cat was up the middle, super high, like almost to the top. And the tree was all decorated. The lights for the tree were, the tree was pre-lit, so you don't have to put lights on it. So the wires were basically all up the middle if you put together one of those types of trees. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And it, the cat, it fell all the way down from the very top to the floor. Down the middle? Down the middle. <laughs> So like bouncing Just off the like branches, you could hear it like rustling around, yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, making yeah. its cat noises, you know, like a cat noise, and makes it all the way down to the bottom. But at the bottom, its leg, at that point, its back leg was tangled in a lot of those those light cords that were up through the middle. And at the bottom of the tree, tons of Christmas presents were all wrapped down there, 
And I'm trying to like the cat. So the cat is trying to get away from the tree, but it can't because its back leg is caught in this cord. Um, I'm trying to get the cat out of the tree, like pull on it Mm -hmm. and trying to help it. But it's freaking out and it just starts peeing all over the place. And cat urine. Smells like cat urine. Oh, it's disgusting. Anyway, so he he starts peeing all over our presents, all over the tree. I ended up having to take scissors and cut the cord. So the tree, the pre-lit tree, was (laughs) gone. My mom was furious. And the cat was peeing and, like, rolling in circles, trying to get out of this cord and uh, peeing all over itself in our presence. So right after that was over, I picked up the cat and walked to my bathroom and... (laughs) threw it in the shower, shut it, and turn on the shower, and it just went nuts in there. <laughs> I'm assuming it would have cleaned itself on its own, but uh, logically, that's the only thing Would it do. have? Would it? Well, yeah, cats clean themselves. Like, you don't have to go get a cat bathed or groomed. I mean, I guess you could get them groomed, but cats clean themselves. Cats are, like, one of the cleanest animals. I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that's something the old cat ladies say, but then their house smells like cats. Nasty cat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you, cats are so clean. It's like, then why does your house smell like gross cat? I feel like I've heard the cleanest part of a cat is its mouth. I've heard that about dogs, too. I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah, but dogs eat like poop and stuff. Cats are always coughing up <laughs> hairballs. <laughs> and my cat ate a gecko They're this re- morning. regurgitating hair yeah. from their stomach. Yeah, I looked out back, and my cat is named Stella. And His name's Stella? Her. Sorry. It's oh, her. okay. I was like, what the crap? <laughs> Stella's a guy? <laughs> I looked out back this morning. It had a, a live gecko in its mouth, just like squirming around in its mouth. And I walked out there. I said, hey, Stella, put the, put the gecko. I felt so bad for the gecko. <laughs> and the gecko's tail was sitting on my porch, squiggling around. So it like, oh cut, my it like bit the tail off this gecko. And my son Malachi's out there like, Daddy, Stella's got something. <laughs> so anyway. Was he freaked out? No, he was good. Did you? Did you oh, I got the gecko out. Did, did it survive? Oh, it survived. It took off into the rocks and like up the fence. So it can thank me later. <laughs> Stella would have ate that thing. Uh, what'd you do with the tail? Uh, I picked it up by the end. I was super hesitant because I thought it was going to be like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to like, like start moving. Yeah, I was so scared. That's crazy that they move like that. It's like all the nerves are still firing in yeah. the tail. I'd never... I've never experienced that before uh, like a cut like cut a tail off of a gecko they grow back yeah right? yeah yeah they grow back yeah. i think even if they lose like a foot i think a foot will grow back too on a gecko. not its head though no no yeah. <laughs> no, no not its head <laughs> anyway back to guinness that kind of took over your shower story here <laughs> no 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 i i really enjoyed the tangent <laughs> so you haven't got guinness in the shower no, no, I want to though. I want to. Here's he's a... really annoying in the bath because he's small enough to sit on the little ledge at the back of the bath. So he'll climb up on the ledge just out of being able to easily reach him. <laughs> you have to like climb up over the bathtub to drag him back into the bath. Do you take baths? No, no, oh, okay. just washing him in the bathtub. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. no, I wasn't in there <laughs> with him. Come here, come here. <laughs> <laughs> just laying in the bath the dog floated next to you katie will take baths sometimes um but i think she's done it less since we had guinness because guinness will just awkwardly sit on that little ledge staring just watch at her. you <laughs> yeah i feel like the only dilemma for for that would be 
if you bring Guinness into the shower, who who's gonna take him from you when you're done? You you'd have to time it at the end of your shower. And like somebody would have to be there for you to hand Guinness and dry him off. I, I just have his towel handy. So so then I just reach out real quick, grab the towel, dry him off, send him out into the I f- room. I feel like that'd be a difficult task while naked. It'd be a dangerous task. <laughs> like <laughs> you're all naked. wet, he's all wet, you're trying to dry him. He's flailing. You're, like I just I feel like that could be a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> a recipe for scratches. Uh yeah. Yeah, maybe Maybe it is a, a a bit of a dangerous. I guess if Katie was home, you you would just hand him out to Katie. Yeah, and then that way she could take the dog. Do do you guys like? Do you do that with like Malachi if Malachi needs a shower? No, we've never given uh, when Fenway was younger, like I don't know two. Mm-hmm. She would in our old house. Our shower was right next to the bathtub, and if I was getting the shower. And Mercedes was about to give like Fenway a bath. Sometimes Fenway would want to jump in the shower. She didn't really like it though. Like she wasn't a fan. She felt yeah. she was always cold. Like she said she was cold. They're so far down from where the water's coming out. That's um, true. You know, so it's not. They're that not sounds, enjoying the heat rising. That sounds weird. That, that's a weird thing, but it is colder at the bottom of your shower. Oh yeah, definitely. So she she never was a fan. And then like trying to wash their hair, and then I have to hold her up to get her hair rinsed out. It was just never a thing. For That's us. interesting. I've heard a lot of people say before, and by a lot of people, I mean like at least one person has said <laughs> this before, uh, that they don't enjoy showers as much because it's too cold. And I don't under turn off the water. I feel like I get more cold in the times that I have taken a bath because it's the like sitting water. It's like too hot to get in. You get in. And then, like five minutes later, it's not at the ideal temperature anymore. No. And now it's cold. Yeah, I think you so know. It. That's my experience of baths. Where showers, it's like put to the exact temperature you want it. Yeah. And then it's that way the whole time. Yeah. And I, ideally, the entire bathroom gets super steamy. Oh yeah. R- warms up the whole room. Yeah, I don't. I don't like baths. People who take baths, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> take people, a shower. <laughs> people who take baths, whatever. Take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mercedes takes showers or takes takes baths. Yeah, when she's sick or like if she has a sore muscle or something. Yeah, I just I don't like laying there naked in a bath. I feel very <laughs> exposed. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just weird to me. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I think part of it might be your new house <laughs> and the fact that you have a giant a window, window <laughs> right with at the nothing bath. covering it. I know. I don't know what I'm gonna do with that window. Uh, like <laughs> any random person standing in your neighbor's backyard could potentially yeah. see you in the bath. Is your shower? Is it? It's all you have a. Yours is an open like a door, right? Like yeah, you open a door it's to a get door. in. Yeah. Is it a see-through glass or is it like a a shimmered? It's it's see-through. So it's like just straight glass. You can see right through it. Yep. So in my old house, the glass was that like, like frosted. Yeah, and it's like textured, so it looks it almost like it looks like it's raining outside, kind of. Yeah. But you can't see like directly through. Like you can see there's a person in there, but it's just like like an outline. Uh, it's all know. broken up. Yeah. The new house, the the glass we have is the straight through. Like you can see everything going on in the shower. 
which has just been <laughs> a little bit different too. I don't know why, <laughs> an but it's adjustment just, period. It's been a little bit of an adjustment. Well, you should try and get Guinness in the shower eventually, and we should do follow up on a later episode. So my dad, my dad just responded with the PlayStation Four question. Okay. My neighbor wants one. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it even so. They, you're finding out for your neighbor from your son how much a used PlayStation Four would be. His neighbor was having a conversation. Hey, I would like a PlayStation Four. I don't want to pay full price. I'm willing to buy a used one. How much do you think that costs? I don't know. Let me I text don't know. My Let son. me text my son. <laughs> Uh, I, I just asked how that conversation arose because I feel like that's a weird. <laughs> well, my neighbor's interested in a PlayStation 4 used. It's not like it's a car. Like, hey, yeah. you know where I can find a used Honda? I'm looking for a four door sedan. Instead, it's like. Even then, Googling it is probably still yeah. a better option. Go to GameStop. Look on GameStop. I don't know. He lives in Mexico. Maybe it's somebody down there that doesn't have access to Google or something. I don't know. You probably don't, don't put that in there. <laughs> oh, I'm keeping that in. <laughs> It just feels like like you could just go on eBay or on Amazon and buy a used one. Offer up. Offer up, yeah. That's like the easy... I mean, you could just type in used PlayStation 4 on Google, and it would probably pull up a bajillion different things. Okay, before you hit enter, uh-huh. what do you think the cost is for Have you used PlayStation a used 4? PlayStation is PlayStation 4. 4 the newest PlayStation? Uh, I think that they have a newer like 4s or whatever it's called a 4 pro it just popped up okay as a recommended search okay i haven't searched it yet okay good um it's just like popped up when i'm typing uh i don't i don't know maybe i'm trying to think of what like a new playstation 4 would cost i feel like they're like 400 bucks yeah i was gonna say like like 300 for the base model 400 for the one with like the the big hard drive or something yeah i would say if you're looking for a used playstation 4 like 180 180. I was gonna say maybe 250 if it comes with like two controllers and like a game or something. Okay, I'm gonna press go. Okay, eBay free shipping, hundred bucks. What? GameStop Dang. used 269. 269. All right. You're pretty close. I was way off. <laughs> well, you should text your dad. Problem solved. 269. GameStop. Send him the link. I'm going to right now. If you are wondering how much a used game console is, feel free to write us at Two Justins on Twitter and Instagram. We will now look up things for you that are convenient on your own phone. <laughs> if you're willing to wait at least two weeks to get an answer to your reply, we would gladly Google this for you. <laughs> just like my dad just sent in a, texting me a question. If you have yet to follow us on Instagram or Twitter... Uh, we want to take the next few minutes and just share with you why you should. You've missed uh, some cool pictures. Cool pictures. Recently. Some videos. Posted a picture of us and Timmy Ham from I Am Sloth. And if you're not following us, you're missing out on all these cool things. Behind the scenes content. Yeah, you can look at us sitting in two chairs with two mics. Two Justins, two chairs, two mics. Two LaCroix. <laughs> two Lime LaCroix. Oh, man. In fact, I'm going to take a picture of this right now. And we'll be posting this. So and this will have, be on the Instagram. Yeah. So if you have yet to follow uh, us on Instagram or on Twitter, uh, we do want to take a moment and let you know that you can do so on Instagram is at two underscores Justin's or on Twitter at two underscore Justin as well. 
to make sure you're following us as well, as we always want to hear uh, from our listeners and the people who take the time every couple weeks to listen. If you have a question that is a concern for you, an urgent thing you need to know, a question about anything you want. Live. <laughs> Life. Love. The pursuit of whatever <laughs> gourmet foods and beverages. Please, uh, we'd love for you to send in that question for us. Uh, we're always about questions and love to take the time to answer questions. Uh, as you'll probably come to find, uh, we do love answering questions. So please send in your questions. We would love to listen and to also allow you to see what we're doing here at the Two Justins Podcast. Google.com. Do you know what I'm doing? Are you typing in? I don't know. Google.com. First name, Justin. Last name, Justin. Username. Oh, you're creating an account on Google. Two Justins. Two Justins is taken. How is that possible? We are the two Justins. (laughs) Are you creating a new email account? I am creating an email account. Ask two Justins at Gmail. Boom. Ask two Justins at two Justins. (laughs) Ask two Justins at gmail.com. That is our new email address that you can send your questions in. Yes. yes. Hey, that's good. That'll be easy if people actually use it. <laughs> it will be easy <laughs> if people actually If no use one it. uses it, it'll just be empty all the time. Hey, you there listening to this podcast, we have put everything on pause to take a moment to talk to you. It is very easy to email us questions. <laughs> You know that burning question that you have in the back of your mind? No need to Google it. All you have to do is open your mail app on your phone. In the to section, write ask to T-W-O, Justin's, plural, at gmail.com. And then in the subject line, write I've got a question. And then in the body, type out your question. If you do this, you will no longer need Google. Because you have us. Because you have us. The two Justins. The two Justins. And we will promptly answer your question in about two weeks. <laughs> you just got to wait around for a little just bit. You just got to wait around. So seriously, check it out. Check out Ask Two Justins uh, on your email. <laughs> Send us an email. You might get a response back. Who knows? Yeah, I can just imagine it right now. It'll be like... Dearest Justin and Justin, I'm writing you in the hopes that you can help me acquire a certain special item. I'm looking for a used garden gnome. I know that you have acquired one yourself in the past and would like help acquiring a used one. How much do you think I should save up for a used garden gnome? Do you want to take a crack at... at no. At what? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. I have no imagination for those kinds of things. <laughs> uh, so seriously, uh, send us send us your questions. We'll read it in an old-timey voice like that, and then we'll try to answer it. So I was over at your house the other day, your new house. Mm. Playing and Smash Bros. Playing Smash Bros. When did you move? 
<laughs> I mean, I know, but for posterity, for yeah, the, we, for the we, listeners. Uh, it's been, now, it's been 16 days. S- I'm keeping the date. The well, days. the Wednesdays, Wednesday is w- when we moved in. It's been two weeks. Nice. So, uh, yeah, we moved in. Are you going to count it like... Uh, like toddlers, like you're gonna move from days to months. How oh, my house like, is 23 months old. Yeah, I bet we've been moved in for 23 months. <laughs> I don't know why we do that. I don't know. I understand that up to I the first. Just fir- say two. Yeah, up to the first year, I understand that because there's no years yet. But after the first year, why isn't it just how old's your baby? Oh, he's a year. But instead, it's like, oh, he's uh, 16 months. I guess there's a lot of growth that happens, you know, between one and two. Yeah, but between two and five, a lot of growth happens. Between five and ten, a lot of growth happens. It's true. Every year, a lot of growth happens. We're like one thousand something months old. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not accurate. Like a hundred and some months old. What? I think you were closer with the last one. <laughs> the thousands. Well, whatever. Here, we- let me see. <laughs> How old are you? Twenty-eight, man. And you turn twenty-nine. It's not relevant. In like 10 days. Yeah, I was going to say this month. So let's just say 29. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 29 times 12 equals, okay, 348. See? That, that, yeah, you were better. You, 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 <laughs> you were closer with uh, yeah. your second one, I guess. But yeah, we moved. And uh, <clears throat> this is the first time we've moved with, well, we our last house was our first house. So when we moved into that house, we didn't have a lot of things. Some furniture. Mm-hmm silverware plates we didn't have a lot of decorations we didn't have very many toys we only had one kid so but we, you acquired quite a bit yeah, in that house it was that's what i mean this yeah. is the first time we really noticed we moved from that house into a new house and we had so much stuff yeah and i mean i was telling mercedes like we just packed 10 boxes and we didn't even make a dent like every day leading up to the move we were packing boxes here and there but like it seemed like nothing was going away. Yeah, you know what I mean. It wasn't until that that day we moved that we were able to kind of like get everything into a truck and say, okay, this is left. How do we keep you know keep packing as we go? And uh, man, it's just funny how much we acquire, like crap. Yeah, you know. I did notice when I walked in uh, your new house. Part of it is is that your new house is bigger. Yeah, but you had basically like no furniture. I know. <laughs> which in my old house because it was smaller yeah it was so crammed and like everything had its place yeah uh systematic really right but in the new house it's like well we'll just put this here it's like oh we have a whole <laughs> new we have two living rooms yeah you have like two two living rooms downstairs and a loft upstairs and you're like oh like those are places that didn't <laughs> exist in the previous yeah. house that now need furniture so we did we put a new couch in where where we were mm. the other night the the one the couch you're like hey this isn't your couch yeah i was like wait a second this isn't your couch <laughs> we put another couch in now too so we have two in there okay but and i'll just throw it out there right now because mercedes uh, she'll be appreciative but i'm so thankful because our front room instead of making it like another living space mm-hmm. to seat she's allowing me to put a ping pong table in there no so i'm super pumped because i love ping pong and so do you <laughs> yeah. yeah so next time you come over we will have a ping pong table in nice. our front room anyways uh yeah we just have so much junk and mainly we have so many toys from our kids that's like like why do we have i told mercedes today like we should just throw half of these toys out because they 
don't need this many toys. Yeah. Not even throw them out. We can give them to like Goodwill, give them to something, but they won't even notice. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we moved and uh, we're finally like unpacked besides like decorations and stuff. Um, But it's been really good. How do you feel like it compares uh, building a new house versus buying a house that already existed? It's definitely buying a new house is like the best. Yeah. That was being able to pick out everything. I mean, you remember my other house, like it was Mm -hmm. everything that we wanted, like white concrete gray countertops white uh, white cabinets like Mm -hmm. nice new appliances new floors new carpet like you don't have to like worry about anything like everything's yours and it's new like you you're the only ones live there but moving into an older home looking for an older home it's really difficult because there's no home that's going to have everything you want yeah to where a new build you picked everything now you're trying to buy a house and you're picking and choosing well what's what's what is crucial for us in a home, right. you know? I remember you choosing exactly how you wanted the house to yeah. sit on the plot of land. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That's that's what's so cool about a new build is it's like yours. Like you you picked everything and got to design our whole backyard. And mm-hmm. so moving into an older home, like that's that's a, a, a con to it. It's like, man, I didn't get to, to pick all these things. And I mean, you were over there like, the carpet, everything's nice. Like we're super thankful. The home yeah. is a home is perfect for us. Like the size, we're we're gonna be able to stay there for a long time. You know, hopefully, mm-hmm. like that's a home we we could we could live there until our kids are out of high school. Like it's a, the size we need. Yeah. Um, but there was things like the carpet and the tile and the cabinets are like they're just a style we would never want. You know. Yep. But we knew going into it, hey, if this is gonna be our home, we live in for a long time. Then it's just hey every year we're just gonna upgrade different things and start redoing stuff and like little project yeah and we're okay with that you know yeah so I like doing that stuff the backyard is pretty blank slated it has grass and rock but easily can be redone to what we want so yeah yeah totally. it's great man so I have to ask because of previous questions uh, previous conversations mm-hmm. how much is the HOA. <laughs> Half of my other one. Half. So good. Nice. Fifty bucks. Do you feel like you get yeah a lot for that? Well, I haven't. I've been there. I've been. I've only been there for a couple of weeks. But even from from my last, if you have listened back to other episodes, you will know that my last HOA was some kind of conspiracy to just get money from people because the two people were married. Go yeah. back and listen. The contractor that did all the work. For the HOA was married to like the, the president, president owner of the, of the HOA association. It was awful. Hundred and three dollars a month was what I was paying this year. I paid it three times. I had to pay it in January. No, sorry, twice. January and February. Yeah. And before that, it was like ninety four dollars. So awful. And they didn't do anything. So in the new neighborhood, I think too partially it's because the whole neighborhood is established. Like they're not building homes anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but the whole, the whole neighborhood, uh, looks nice. Like yeah. all the trees are, and that's what I like too. Like all the vegetation and the trees are, are grown. They're not like little anymore. Yeah. The vegetation does, does feel really well grown. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of walkability in that. A lot of walkability, a lot of like green belts. Yep. And they're all overseeded. Parks. Yeah. yeah. Had all green grass. Like they overseed it. No one has like, there's really not like some, some houses aren't like well taken care of like there's weeds and stuff but 
everything looks like nice in the neighborhood. Like there's not a, yeah. it's not like run down. Uh, so, and you're burying the lead. The fact that it is right around the corner from my high school. Yeah. That's uh that's a tie to you. <laughs> it is. It's like your, super your close. Chil- your children will be Willow Canyon Wildcats. They will be. It's it's like a mile. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really close. I, it's I forgot about close. that. Yeah. So it's a great, great place. My drive to work was cut right now. Each day I drive eight miles round trip. Nice. When where I lived before, driving to the campus, it was about 26, 27 miles round yeah. trip. So Right away, like my drive to work, I can leave within five minutes and get there pretty pretty close to that. I, the other day, I made it there in eight minutes. Nice. Which was awesome, you know? So it's great, man. The kids love it. My wife loves it. Closer to your in-laws, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so last episode with Timmy Ham, we did a thing where we answered uh, some questions from Reddit from Ask Reddit mm-hmm. on Reddit. The subreddit, Ask Reddit on Reddit. <laughs> so if you get Reddit, you understand what that means. <laughs> if not, just... If not, you're probably a better person for it. <laughs> <laughs> so on the Ask Reddit subreddit on Reddit, they ask questions of people on Reddit, and the people from Reddit <laughs> answer the questions on Ask Reddit, the subreddit on Reddit. That all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> It does. It yeah, does. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So uh, I thought it'd be fun to continue asking those questions because yeah. I saved a bunch of them. Uh, I tried to target the ones for Timmy Ham to be specific to something that was in his interests. Yeah, yeah. But I saved some other ones that I thought would be fun for just us. Yeah, that's great. So uh, I'll go ahead and, and uh, open up the first link to the first question. I'm like nervous because, <laughs> again... I have no idea what's happening here. <laughs> Justin Bogus has come with all these on his own. That's right. Which makes it fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Justin Doyle, here's the first question. Why are you smiling? <laughs> I forgot what question it was. This is a really good question. Okay. I'm so interested. Okay. You have been accepted for an experiment. You must stay in a room with nothing but a bed, toilet, food, and water, and no human contact for one month. Uh If you succeed for the whole month without giving up, you get $5 million. Do you accept, and what are your coping strategies to avoid mental breakdown? Uh, I do accept, number one. Yeah, okay, yeah. (laughs) We can easily get that. Yeah, I think anybody would accept that. Five like five million dollars is way too high for this hypothetical question. Oh yeah, and it should be like fifty thousand dollars. Even then, I'd be like, hey, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, are Easy. you kidding me? Yeah, I don't even know why they'd put that in the question. Would you accept yeah. it? I think anybody would accept it because you have the opportunity to get out if you want. Yeah, it's the, if you complete it, you get the five million. So the interesting thing is like what you would do to and, cope, and if you think you'd be successful. So what comes in the room again? A bed, a toilet, food. Bed, toilet, food, water. And water. And I can't bring anything in. Let's just say for the sake of argument that you're naked. (laughs) So you feel exposed. Wow, that's great. Is there a window? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just like clothes on your back, nothing else. Man, not even a book or something? Gosh, that would be rough. It would be rough. I, uh, I don't know what I would do to cope. I mean, 
I'd probably make everything as routine as possible, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like when I wake up, I would find a way to make folding my bed last longer, mm-hmm. and I would I would be very meticulous with like how I tuck my sheets and what the corners look like mm-hmm. and the flatness of my pillow, no wrinkle, the way it lays on the like I would try to make everything I do like almost a like a, a system that would cause me to have a reason to do that every day rather than just like I get up just pull the sheets back and just leave it covered kind of like what I do right now <laughs> <laughs> um like I would I would just make everything almost like I was crazy you know what I mean Maybe that wouldn't work that well. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe I would become crazy yeah. after doing all those things. But I just feel like that'd be the only way that you could stay sane. Like marking the days somehow, like knowing this is day two, this is day three, like somehow marking it and then being able to just do everything very systematic. I would make sure I could like work out for an hour a day, mm-hmm. even though I wouldn't have weights, but like push ups and sit ups and squats like small small movements dips yeah just like things that would allow me to just stay focused on the things i already like to do but i don't i mean that's it like i don't know what else you could do i feel like anything you do is gonna seem crazy yeah like man that guy's been in that room for like five days and he's folding his bed so systematic like they're gonna be like that guy's a nut job (laughs) but at the end of the day like i'm just trying to stay sane i feel like that would help you stay sane you're just trying to make the money that's right, five five mil. I feel like with having having such a large dollar amount, first of all, but then like having thirty one days or thirty days or whatever. So like you know it's a specific amount of time, and you know there's a big amount of money at the end of it. Like that would keep you going. I feel like that would keep keep me sane in and of itself. Like I think that the most difficult part would be. I'm assuming that this room like maybe has a skylight or something like if you if you can somehow tell the passage of a singular day it wouldn't be that terrible. Man, what if you if couldn't you though? If you can't, yeah, if you can't then uh I believe I believe that there's been experiments where they have basically done this, like people staying in, in a room with no knowledge of the passage of the day and things get like really truncated. They think that they've been in for way more days than they actually have been. How would you, if you can't tell the, the day, how would you know when to sleep and stuff? Is that what, that's the thing. Like that's you don't even know it, when to yeah. go to bed. Yeah. And if you have nothing to entertain yourself. Gosh, that 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 would be where it'd get difficult. If you can somehow know the passage of time, it'd be really easy. Because then you're just bored waiting for the time to be done. Man, that would be rough. So I think I think the things that I would do is is try to accurately keep track of the time. And I think I would we I would try to I don't know, just like brainstorm, like try to write something. But you don't have that. But you could come up with the story. You know, you could come up with, like, ideas. Like, every day, just You just adding. wouldn't be able to record it, yeah. You'd have to just try to, like, memorize what you're coming up with. But 30 days, you know? And then you're going to have $5 million. So then you can turn around and go write your novel or whatever. Because you don't have to work again. All right, so do you think, do you think you would 
be successful? Do you think you'd, you would last the whole time? Let's assume that, that it's just blank walls that you can't yeah, tell no what, seeing. what time. Or day. Yeah. So like you, you're just waiting until they open the door. Do you think you could make it? I don't, I don't think I could. In that scenario, I don't think I could. I feel like in this scenario, knowing that, knowing that it is five million dollars, you think you could? I think I could. Well, you think that now because you're totally coherent, insane. Imagine all the things that like. But I, th- I think that that would be what kept you coherent, insane. Like the five million, yeah, but. I think I think we take for granted a lot of the sensory things that we have currently that you would never have like you wouldn't even act. I know. Thirty days without podcasts. Like if I had podcasts <laughs> I'd be set. I'd be set. It'd be so it would fly by. I just download uh hardcore history five hour episodes and just listen to all of them forever. Yeah, that's right. You you wouldn't even be finished with the back catalog. You'd be like, leave me in for a couple more days. Still got some hardcore history. I just to I don't think like I think after a couple of days of not knowing the day or the time, not knowing when to go to sleep, like you can't just sleep whenever you want. That would screw you up. I feel like I could sleep whenever I want. That's like, basically oh, man, what I do now. You wouldn't even be tired. Like, you think you would get tired? You literally would just be sitting there all day long. You have nothing to do. I just think like now <laughs> you're saying, yeah, I could do it because I know $5 million at the end of it. But I think after being in there, and not having like the simplest of things that we get to experience, you w- you wouldn't. You're you're saying yes under the the pretense that you, you the state you're in right now has. I th- I mean it fogs are I don't know what we think we can handle. I don't know. So what's the minimum amount of money right now that if that if somebody walked into this room and handed you the money, what's the minimum amount of money? That you would say, this is a life changing amount of money. The minimum, mm-hmm. uh, a life changing amount would be seventy grand. Yeah, seventy grand. That'd be like mind blowing. Yeah, that would that would do wonders for. Yeah, I feel I feel like in the same vein, like a hundred grand would be like a life changing amount of money. Yeah, I could do so many different things that would make my life better. Like I'd that. be completely out of debt yep. and my mortgage would be significantly smaller. Oh yeah. You know. Yep. So now take that and put 70 grand or 100 grand next to 5 million dollars. Like that's not just a life changing amount of money like it's generationally changing. Like 5 million dollars you for my kids you put all $5 million into index funds and never think about it again. And like your house would be instantly paid off and you would never have to work another day in your life. Your kids would probably never have to work another day in their life. Their kids would probably ne- like just it sitting in index funds and you drawing modestly off of it until you die. And then them doing the same thing. Like What's modestly like, Let's say you get. I mean, I guess if your house is paid off, then. Let's say you you only make five percent, which would be extremely conservative on the five million. <laughs> then you're living under two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> right, like like you could easily live, what would feel like extravagant on like a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you wouldn't even be putting a dent into that. 
This is so, all gr- this is all great, but we're sane right now. So, so what I'm saying is would like that amount of money, you could just spend time just daydreaming to to yourself how your life is going to be different. I agree. But I think we underestimate the fact that your brain, I don't think it would stay I don't think you could do that at the same time not knowing when that door is going to open. If I could track a day, I that I think I could. I, if I could track a day 100%, I know I know that it would be doable. Tracking the time is the most difficult part of the prospect. But I think I think assuming that you are completely trustworthy of the organization that put you in there, that you're not like 50-50 this is going to be a scam anyway. Yeah. Assuming that you have complete faith that if you do all of this you will receive 5 million dollars at the end of 30 days. I say I think at some point you just say screw it like I'm just forcing myself to just do it. Do it. Like that that that's a whole different level of motivator I feel like. Do you think there is a repercussion on the back end if you go crazy in there? Like you go crazy, you get the five million. Like, are there long term health effects from it, and and like brain effects? Potentially, but so like the experiments uh, that I think have been done similar to this, and you mentioned minefield uh-huh. uh, in a in a part of our conversation that is probably cut out at this point yeah. <laughs> in time. But minefield is a YouTube show. Uh, Michael Stevens from Vsauce. I'm wearing a Vsauce shirt right now. It was basically a YouTube premium show mm-hmm. that he did. It's really good. It's really fun. But he did he did that where he kind of locked himself in, and he didn't handle it very well. But did he the, make it 30 days? But there's no... I, I can't or 72 rem- hours. He didn't even do 30 days. I can't remember what his goal was. But it was the big the big difficulty was not knowing how much time he had been in there, how much time was left, not being able to track that and feeling just lost. But I feel like for him, like there's nothing except for the knowledge of what happens at the end. You so you're know, talking about a motive. There's no motive. Exactly. I feel like if your motive is changing your life forever and the life of your children and grandchildren and their grandchildren as long as they don't blow it all after you die. Like, you have complete control to to make that $5 million be very large 60 years from now when you die, you know? And so that is very easy to make that large sum of money even larger and completely change everything for your life. And then you can easily let that change their lives and the lives of many, many generations to come. Like that's a really big motivator. Yeah. But there's so many big motivators out there for like, but none of the experimentation that happens has a big motivator behind it. Cause no, no research team can afford to give you $5 million. (laughs) Maybe one day. (laughs) So there was a TV show. uh, I think it only ran for, let me see. Four seasons, okay. There's a TV show that ran for four seasons called Solitary. And I remember watching one of the seasons. Have Mm -hmm. you ever heard of this? No. So Solitary is a reality show 
where contestants were kept round the clock in solitary confinement for a number of weeks with a goal of being the last contestant remaining in solitary for a $50,000 prize. So, like two standard deviations smaller than the motivation of this. So it doesn't say how long the the contestants stayed, but it does say that they stayed in isolation for weeks. So eventually somebody was able to make it, potentially then over a month. Yeah. In isolation. And uh, that was only for $50,000. They're probably still crazy, though. Well, I think what helps a little bit with this one is they do have... Other people there? They do have challenges. So, like, they would receive, like, a challenge to do something. Like, I didn't watch very many episodes, but I do remember an episode where they received a challenge where they have to... uh, There's a button in the room, and I think, like, the person that gets the closest is, like, gets some sort of, like meager comfort to help aid them in not quitting and so the challenge is starting now press the button in three hours and they have no clocks they have nothing see that's kind of cool and and the guy that won it set and had he had the movie titanic memorized and he sat in just with his head like against the wall like and just in, it? in his head, just played the movie Titanic and then got up and walked over and pressed the button because Titanic is like three hours and 15 minutes long. Yeah. So he was like the closest. So he just like remembered the scenes all the way through until it was three hours. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I, that's a good, I would try to do that with like Lord of the Rings if that was a thing. Try to memorize recount everything. Recount everything that happens throughout the whole show. See, that'd be a good way to pass time. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So. So there has been a game show. Uh, yeah. I think I could do it for $5 million, but... I think I'd be out. All right. Ready for the next question? <laughs> that was good. Those are good questions. All right. What hobby would you like to do, but that you you haven't tried yet because of money? What hobby would you like to do, but it's too expensive for you to really get into it? For me... I would be interested in <laughs> making like leather bags. Like getting the cowhide, doing it all yourself? Yeah. Like leather working. <laughs> Could make my own belts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe make me a belt. Maybe make, making shoes. Watch bands. Watch bands suitcases yeah i feel like being able to make like really nice fine like like a like a duffel bag make a really nice leather duffel bag like mine like monogrammed it's got my name on it like that'd be sweet you think that's expensive uh i've looked into it it's it's pretty like to buy the leather to go through all the iterations to be good at it it'd be pretty pricey it takes some time it'd be pretty pricey yeah Man, I don't know. So some of the answers that that were were given to this question, maybe this will help help you answer, is uh, flying. So like becoming a pilot, three uh, D printing, like being a three D printer. I have one. You have a three D printer? 
No, I have a hobby that I'd like to <laughs> like to oh. drive. Was too expensive. I was like, where did you get a three D printer? <laughs> just S- in my it's just at my house. Saline. Uh, <laughs> somebody said unemployment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, woodworking. Oh, that's cool. Woodworking. That's that's. I feel like that's tangential with like, uh, leatherworking. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I would love to be able to build like nice furniture and like a dining room table. Yeah. Like how how sweet would it be able to just like take a month and build a really nice table? That would be cool. Be like Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> so those yeah. those those are some uh yeah I listed think, ones i think i don't know what jog <laughs> jogged my memory for this but i think um if i could do any anything not anything but just something that is expensive that i've wanted to get into but i haven't and would love to learn to do but haven't guns i think is something i would would like to to get into for self-defense and other things. But I think hunting is something that really I would like to do. And I've always been, my dad used to hunt when I was younger. He would go and hunt. My grandpa on my dad's side hunted. He fished a lot. They lived in Oregon. So they hunted, they fished mm-hmm. and I grew up fishing and stuff, but I never, I've never been hunting ever before. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's expensive. Number one, uh, to get, and what what comes with hunting is you're either going to shoot it or you're going to use a, a bow, and those are all expensive things to get into. Mm-hmm. The ammo, buying a gun, buying a bow, like practicing for it, taking the time to to practice with those different, you know, things to to hunt with. I just I don't think I would getting a license, taking time yeah. off work. Yeah, like that's something I have no time to do. But hunting has been something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Of man, it would be it'd be cool to be able to to hunt all of your food and know like that's like I just I got that and I don't have to buy any meat or something. You might have different thoughts on that, but I would not make a good hunter. <laughs> I I've been to a bullfight. Oh yeah, and I did not I did not yeah, they take like it slaughter well. Slaughter the animal. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> as. <laughs> As Michael Scott says, oh yeah, that's a good I've episode. Been, I've been hunting once, shot in the leg, had to kill it with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Took about three hours. Why do you ask? Exactly. <laughs> you feel uh, like that be you? Uh, no, I just feel like, yeah, like you. There's so much potential to have to very personally end the life of the animal. Yeah, that I do not want to do that. Yeah, I think. It, I think that would be hard. Um, I think there's benefits though that could outweigh that emotion. Like for myself, when like I think venison. About yeah, I think like an elk weighs 290 pounds. Actually, it weighs like 300 some pounds. The meat you get from an elk is like 280 to 290 pounds, depending on like how big it is. Mm-hmm. And having a, a freezer full of that and not having to buy meat for a very long time. Like, I don't know. I just think. That's a benefit. Number one. Number two, you're you're getting meat that you know is just clean. You know, like it's how clean? <laughs> because you you've got like cows eating like alfalfa fields or whatever. Yeah. Versus an elk that might be eating like grass. Well, grass. 
<laughs> or like who knows what like yeah i guess what if it's, there's like a chemical spill in the woods somewhere and the elk's like yeah. eaten yeah i'm not trying to say like i don't buy meat because i'm afraid of the way meat is raised like that's not at all like i'm not that kind of person portlandia yeah like i i buy meat from the grocery store i don't always like it like sometimes i think it tastes awful i bought pork chops the other day that were awful mm. uh but like the idea of killing something in the wild uh never being tampered with and being able to take that home and put it in my freezer. Um, I think that's something that I would value a little bit. What if it's got like a prion disease? You don't know. What is that? Like mad, that is. mad cow disease is a prion disease in cows. But er, like every mammal has like its own version Some of, kind of, of a prion something. disease. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's a misfolded protein, and once it comes in contact with other proteins, it misfolds those proteins. And just like, which is why it's so dangerous. It's not even like a virus or a bacteria. Just ravagely kills the animal. Yeah, yeah, causes lots of problems. Yeah. There, there's one kind in humans called uh, f- familial hereditary insomnia or something like that, and basically like. Just at one point in like your 30s or 40s, all of a sudden you just can't sleep anymore, and then you don't sleep until you die. That's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Like I haven't looked into that, but I just think that's a hobby. <laughs> it's probably a low risk. It's probably- <laughs> <laughs> but that's like that's something that's really expensive. Yep. Yep. That I've always one. liked. Like that's always something I'm like, man, that's that, a good example. That's something I would like to do, and I think. Maybe not even a gun. I, I would like to bow hunt. I think that'd be really cool. Mm. I'd like to shoot a bow. Um, that seems and- even more personal to me. <laughs> <laughs> seems even more at risk of having to, like, yeah. Like, hi, sorry, I shot this arrow you. out of your. <laughs> let, me, let me just kill you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just think it'd be neat. And I've always I like I I've always wanted to buy a gun to have, uh, but never have because I don't want to pay for it or whatever. So the other one, as you were talking, that came to my mind was grinding my own burger meat. Like I was watching a YouTube video where a guy that owns a farm. Have you ever watched Modern Rogue? No. On YouTube, Modern no. Rogue on YouTube. It's um, Brian Brushwood. And like his his friend, uh, sorry friend, I forgot your name, but <laughs> but they're like a duo on the on the 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 show, and and Brian is like a professional magician, uh-huh. and but on the Modern Rogue, they just like learn new skills. Like they did a whole series on like first aid a few weeks ago, and um, fire starting a few weeks after that, mm. and they do you know full episodes with like um like a company that makes cigars and like how to properly smoke cigars and where they source the cigars and mm-hmm. you know how to tell what's a good cigar like same with like whiskeys and i don't know they they did uh <laughs> so they did a whole thing on like food and they had a guy in from a farm uh that like they they raise beef and he he like had a whole bunch of different cuts of beef that he mm-hmm. uses for when he cooks a burger and like grinds it himself put, puts it all through the grinder and i was like dang yeah 
It's like that. I bet is a good burger. I got to do that all the time when I worked at that. I butcher, know you did that butcher mart. Yeah, and we'd use like we'd use like plain ground truck mm-hmm. to grind through, but then sometimes we would grind like a New York strip or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was like. It was like some New York, some like shoulder. You know, you want some of the, like the high quality meats, but then you want some of the fattier meats yeah. for the burger and like. But why can't you do that? You could do that. Well, you got to buy a gr- grinder and then like, I don't know, that's an expense, expensive way to get ground beef. Yeah, and then where are you going to keep a grinder? Just in your garage? Yeah. <laughs> Someone walks by, you're throwing <laughs> steaks in the <laughs> It's grinding meat. <laughs> little kids are like, oh my God. Because I feel like if you're committing to that level, you're not just going down to fries and picking up the some steaks some steaks from fries you're you're, yeah, you you're wanting to go source the meat from a butcher yeah and get very specific types of cuts man i'm super excited totally off the topic but the butcher mart i used to work at is now extremely close to my my new house going back to my new house not extremely close but it's way closer than where i was before so get that g- good meats get those goods man the hamburgers there are so good what's that place called again owl's meat market owl's meat market Maybe we'll have him as a guest one day. <laughs> yes. So you're a butcher. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be I've great. got some butcher questions for you. <laughs> uh, all right. Ready for the last question? Last question. What is one unwritten rule you think everyone should know and follow? Oh, man. These are good questions. So do you want some examples yes. to help? Yes. Um. Do not swipe left or right if someone shows you a picture on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter does not know that rule. <laughs> <laughs> just immediately swipe, swipe, swipe. On swipe, any swipe. phone she gets, like if someone shows her picture, she'll just start swiping through it. Don't start drama at a funeral. Okay. Is that something that happens a lot? I guess. Don't propose at someone else's wedding. <laughs> uh if you're borrowing it for the third time, you need one of your own. That's a good one. If you're borrowing it for the third time, you, you need, need one, one of, of your own. own. Like, hey, can't borrow your lawnmower again? <laughs> you borrow my lawnmower every Friday. Maybe you should just buy a lawnmower. <laughs> Don't leave your shopping cart in the middle of the grocery oh, aisle. I've done that a, a multiple amount of times. Do you ever do the... Uh, the like leave the shopping cart in one place so you can real quickly run around to the other aisle. Yeah, and, and I just always, like abandon it, and you're afraid that you're gonna come back and they're gonna, gonna be, be gone. like, <laughs> you're, you're gonna see an employee with a vest on just like restocking your cart. <laughs> like, no, I picked those out. I went to a Walmart uh, to try grocery shopping at Walmart. If this is offending anybody, I will never shop at Walmart again. Just to put that out there. If this offends you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am not a fan of Walmart at all. I'm a former Walmart employee. I know you are. <laughs> and <laughs> they, okay. they wouldn't let you quit or they wouldn't let you whatever had happened. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I was in my head. I was like, well, I'm going to try shopping at Walmart because I know it's cheaper. Maybe I can save some money instead of going to Fry's. We go to Sprouts too. But um, I started walking through a Walmart with my grocery cart, was putting stuff in there, started walking up and down aisles and couldn't find the things I wanted, but I knew they were there, like mustard. You know, like random things. I'm like, where the heck is all this stuff? Because it's all out of whack from what I normally shop in. Yeah. My cart was probably like halfway full. 
And I was walking up and down the aisles, just familiarizing myself with the way they position their products. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the aisle, I'm like looking at something and I, I'm pulling it out. And I, in my mind, I just realized, what am I doing at shopping at a Walmart? <laughs> so I put it back and I left my car, walked out, walked out of the grocery store. No, you just left <laughs> it sitting there? I did. I'm so sorry. I feel bad about it, but. Was that the Walmart off of 303? <sighs> yes. Estrella. Dang. So sorry if you shop at Walmart, but that's a time where I just left my car in the middle of the aisle with a ton of groceries in it. Not fruits and vegetables, though. I'm sure somebody restocked it. Well, I'm sure. Someone gets paid to do that there, I'm assuming. <laughs> that's such a mean <laughs> mindset. I know. That's uh, awful. Okay, so what's your unwritten rule? I don't know. Um, these questions always catch me off guard, and I'm not a very good quick thinker mm. on my feet. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of what happens at my house currently that I could say, hey, this is a rule we follow that's unwritten. I don't know. I think it, maybe it's a written rule. I don't know if it is a written rule. Maybe you'd have to check your HOA guidelines. But making sure your trash cans are brought in at least within a couple of days. I feel like that's probably in the guidelines. So maybe that is a written rule. I can't stand it when trash cans are like out. Like if trash comes on a Monday and it's Friday and they're still sitting on the street. Mm. It's like how many times have you walked out to that trash can to put trash in there? Maybe you leave, do you leave yours out long, long periods of time? No. Do you bring them in day of or next day usually? Yeah, usually day of. Yeah, like I got home last night and mine were still out, but it was like 9 o'clock. So I brought mm -hmm. them in this morning. I like this one. If you borrow someone's car, fill up the tank before you return it. Mm. It's, yeah. a good little, it's a good little rule. Or back to where it was. Yeah. Like if it was at a half a tank. You don't want to inconvenience and c give them an extra cost. And something to do when they get in their car, they're like, gosh, dang it, this, you was at a half a tank. Yep. That was now always my, my mom after my s sisters borrow her car. <laughs> they would never fill it back like, up. Yeah. I'm out of gas. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, there, there's the obvious ones, like if there's three urinals and you walk up, take one of the outside urinals don't take the center urinal because then you're forcing somebody to then come right next to you where or use the stall or use a stall so i feel like that's an obvious one i feel yeah. like that's a that's an overused one yeah no that's <laughs> so then there's also baseball's unwritten rules is there unwritten rules in baseball yeah you know like if you be my guy the next inning I'm going to beam your guy. Oh, I see. You know, it's not written down, but everybody kind of knows how it, how it goes. If you hit a home run, you don't showboat about it. And if you do, you might get beamed. I see. Yeah. Lots of beaming. That's probably in every sport. Okay, here's, here's another one I, I just found, which is the captain of the ship is the, the last person evacuated in a disaster. That's unwritten. Yeah, going down with the ship <clears throat> kind of mentality. Reminds me of Titanic. He's standing at the wheel. Standing at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the windows just, all that water just floods in. Uh, I, I think it, the one that I often run into is like on escalators or walking, walking treadmill type things in the airport where they make you walk faster. Uh-huh. Like standing on the right so that people can walk past you on the left. 
Oh, so kind of like when you're driving a car, the yeah. slow lanes on the right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that's another great example is people that freaking go five miles under the speed limit in the left-hand lane. Yeah. Speaking of cars, is it is it an unwritten rule to turn your brights off if someone's driving towards you? If it's unwritten, I think it should be written down. I don't think that's a written. I, I, feel I, like I think I you, s- can, you can use your brights whenever you want. I feel like I see people driving just around town with their brights on. It drives me insane. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, I'm being blinded yeah. by your bright old halogen <laughs> truck lights. Well, when I lived on Parable, it was that two-way street. Yeah. And people use their brights all the time, which is fine. Like, you're out in the middle of nowhere. But if you see another car coming, you should turn your brights off. You 100% should turn your br- brights off. I don't think that's off. a written rule. It should be. Yeah. We should write it down. <laughs> Somewhere. We should, we should start <laughs> writing these rules down. And then we could just have a bunch of them. And then people could follow them. Oh, here's another one. If you're leaving an elevator, if you're entering an elevator, you let the people inside leave before you enter. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a jerk move to just like force your way. <laughs> yeah, and they're like the they're elevator. like pushed to the back and they have to like come around you to get out of the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, avoid K at all costs when you're responding to a text. Just, <laughs> just the letter K. Just the letter K. What about on airplanes? I feel like there's a lot of unwritten rules about airplanes what i've heard is like window seat gets the the window and the extra room associated with having like the space of the window right there the aisle seat person gets obviously easy access to getting up and out Uh without having to have the social pressure of asking people to move every time but what does the center seat get nothing Unwritten rule, center seat should get both armrests. Ah. Makes sense when you hear it, but people in that center seat, because I always sit window, usually do You always sit the window? I love window. Why? Because then you can look outside the window. What are you looking at? The clouds? I like to look at... Like I like to try to see where where we're at, so I'll I'll like look (laughs) at... I'll I'll see a city or something down there. I'll be like, I think I know where we're at. Are you ever correct? Yeah, yeah, like, oh, look, the Grand Canyon, boom, easy. Then you know where well, you're at. Well, that's easy, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I don't think you're going to mistake that with the terrain, <laughs> The terrain start to change. That's a good one. What about this unwritten rule, but should definitely been, be written down, and people should definitely be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for violating this unwritten <laughs> rule, and that is taking off your shoes and putting your feet freaking along the side of the airplane so that they're up by the other person that's sitting in front of you. Does that happen? Yes. I. It, it's happened to me multiple times. Do you say something? I, I like, hit their feet with things. On purpose? Passive-aggressively, get... yes. Like, I'll move my... I'll pick up my bag and move it and just, like, bam! Like, right into their foot. Because it's like, what is your foot doing? <laughs> get your foot out of my space! I've never experienced that. Someone putting their foot up like that. It's so gross. It's like their little tube sock just hanging out. Yeah, I don't know what people gray toed tube socks coming through the armrest. And I will say it is always women. They like think they're superior with their feet. It is always a woman like sliding her foot yeah. up your armrest. Well, because theirs like, is small enough to fit through the little thing there. <sighs> I don't understand it. That's such a violation of space. Ever a barefoot? That's a violation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that video? 
It's uh, oh that guy. Who is that guy? The, the comedian. Yeah, the would you t- look? Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> is that a? It's that guy though. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a funny video. Yeah. Pick it up with your hands. That is a violation. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I feel like that's a good one. What about getting up before your aisle is released on an airplane? Mm, that's a good one. Like, yeah, like if you're in the, like, wait for the aisles in front of you to clear before you decide to stand up and grab your bag. Yeah, it's always so frustrating, and it, 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 it like, gives me, like, anxiety when the people behind me are all standing up and trying to, like, jockey out for position. <laughs> it's like... Bro, like, like they're not going anywhere. Like we haven't even opened the doors yet. Like you don't need to get your bag. Just chill. Sit, yeah. Just chill, and we can all leave in an orderly manner. I feel like there's been times when I've been on the aisle seat and I'll stay seated, but the people, the two people next to me, mm-hmm. center and window, stand up to like grab their bags, but I just remain seated to not allow them, <laughs> not allow them to pass me. I think that's I think that's a good unwritten rule. Like, don't stand up until the rows in front of you have cleared. Yeah, unwritten rules are kind of a funny thing because since they're unwritten, they're kind of a test as to like somebody's societal awareness. It feels a little bit like my ladder test. Like you can learn, <laughs> you can learn a lot about somebody and whether or not you want to work with them by picking up a ladder. By it, yeah, carrying a ladder with them. I just told that to somebody this week this week at, at the new campus about the ladder That's test. It's a great test. Yeah, because they couldn't pick up a stage piece. <laughs> They're, like, struggling to get it up. I was like, man, this one time, a <laughs> <laughs> friend of mine, we uh, were picking up a ladder. I remember that was so good. I just have found that you can learn a lot by being on the other end of a really big, heavy ladder with somebody else. Because... There's a lot of like subtle movements when you're trying to steer with one another. By big ladder, we mean it's a 16 foot double sided A frame ladder. It weighs probably 80 pounds. Yeah, like 100 pounds. It's I'd, I'd say more than 100 pounds. It's really it feels so heavy too because it's so long. So when and you're it, on the end of it, if you're on the heavy side, it's so wide <clears throat> that you can't. Like, it's almost walk as with tall it. as me. Yeah, I, I have to literally bring it up to my chin yeah. and then like and then waddle. You're walking. <laughs> yeah. Like a penguin. Exactly. Like yeah. a penguin. So there's so much subtleness to, there was just one time <laughs> where I basically started spinning in circles with somebody because every time I put a little <laughs> bit of pressure to try to steer from the back end where their front end was going, they would just start spinning with it. Like following the pressure around. Yeah, like in, instead of just like adjusting how I'm trying to like physically maneuver the back end. Yeah. So I'd pull the back end left and they would just start spinning around where I'm trying to line it up with the door. You know, I'm trying to get the back to line up. Yeah, yeah. And th- like they know where we're going with the the ladder, but instead we start spinning this around. the same person that the ladder test was created off of? <clears throat> yes yes Th- this it was while we were spinning in a circle and i was just amazed at what was happening <laughs> that i decided to deem this the ladder test the ultimate unspoken rule i think i have another unspoken rule oh you have another one <laughs> as we're talking 
uh, and maybe this doesn't apply to everybody, but when making a peanut butter and jelly, do Ooh. not lick the knife in between the peanut butter and the jelly. And you should always put the jelly on before you put the peanut butter on. Because mm. you can get most of the jelly off of the knife on the bread before mm. dipping into the peanut butter. So therefore, you don't have to lick the knife before. Interesting. That was what I was wondering. But then you can't double-side the peanut butter. Who double-sides peanut butter? Oh, I double <laughs> up the peanut butter. Uh. <laughs> but this is my solution because I just switched 100% several years ago to only eating peanut butter and honey. Oh, and the honey you just squeeze out of a bottle. Exactly. Problem solved. Double up the peanut butter. Get that crunchy peanut butter goodness oh, so good. on both pieces of bread. Sometimes I'll do a triple stack, and so there's one piece of bread peanut with butter peanut on butter sides. on both sides. How do you how do you handle that that bread? You make one sandwich, and then on top of the sandwich, you put <laughs> peanut butter, and then you it's put a another science, piece people. of it's bread. It's a science. <laughs> but yes, people who lick, I think I probably lick the knife every now and then. But <laughs> <laughs> it's an unwritten rule: like don't lick it if you're going to stick it back into one of the other jars. And the account is now active. Ask to Justin's at gmail.com.